This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Like Catherine Zeta-Jones saying trapment there. Try to get back <laughs> into that chair. <laughs> Minute Tim's flagship podcast episode 298. I'm your host Jamie and I am joined by Melly. Hello. And Stephen. How do? And boy, have we got an action packed <laughs> episode for you. So much to talk about. We think we're going to struggle to cram it all in to one single episode. So don't be surprised if this is split into two or maybe three parts. We will just have to def- decide once we edit it, won't we, Stephen? It's hard, isn't it, when Aye. you've got one fixture a week, isn't it? It all comes crashing down once we've got one fixture a week. And Basically, nothing went wrong. We were absolutely plain sailing at the weekend. So where where do we fit our moans in this well, week? Well, that's it. I mean, the, the, the whole reason we get around this podcast, this podcast and studio, is to nitpick. <laughs> and if we can't nitpick, then Celtic... What's the point? What, what is, is the, the point? point? But the thing is, Melly, Ross County were a pretty indecent team. Indecent. There we go. No talking about Malcolm McKay's text here. Um, Ross County are the decent informed team prior prior to the the fixture, so it could have been tricky. It could have been tricky. It's what again, it's one of those ones where you're every game now you're looking at it going, ah, try to second guess yourself. But when Celtic showed up, you, you got to Celtic Park, the sun was splitting the sky, the team looked good, and the performance was even better because it I don't want, we'll talk about Ross County getting a guy sending off, but before that, Celtic were annihilating Ross County mm. no matter what happened with that sending off, so I don't want that to pivot any blemish on the result. It was 3-0 at that point and Celtic were flying and not nothing will be up there with the first half of the beating Rangers 3-0 because it's beating them 3-0. But the performance uh, on Saturday in the first half was just as good, probably. We could do that thing, Steve, in the other podcasts too. Not like Celtic podcasts, but just other podcasts in general. Just spend the hour discussing hypotheticals. <laughs> right. what? Oh, do you know what I mean? Well, that could have been tough. I'm, and... I'm not above it. No, no I'm certainly <laughs> not above it. Uh, no, what a great performance. And it was It was a, a lovely sunny day. It's like that old song, Oh, Parker's in the sun. <laughs> hey, come back, come back. I'm, I'm only kidding. Just heard thousands and thousands of clicks off there. I'm only kidding. People people do get wound up by Parker's though. Cause <laughs> oh, I boy, said, they do. I said, um, I tweeted, uh, oh, it's great to see Bullers back on the grass at Parker's. <laughs> and so many, the, 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 their, their happiness for uh, Turnbull being back it was completely oh, like yeah, yeah. stop this park. <laughs> it's like the- and if, if what we have learned and what social media 
Shakespeare has taught us. See if you want something to stop, definitely get really wound up about it. <laughs> for sure. See, if you think for one minute that you can stem the tide of Parker, <laughs> you're too late. It's all, it's already out there. It's already happened. Yeah. And it it's uh, we we are we are somewhat to blame. <laughs> yeah, we could you could say that it is an absolutely heinous battle. But that's, in a way, that's the point. That's the it? point. That's yeah, the point. That Everyone point. knows it's terrible, but <laughs> it's, it's it's so bad it's funny. Uh, yeah. What what a thoroughly enjoyable performance though. Some great, great football. Real, I, I did worry about Ross County because mm. not in the same way about um, Livingston because you worry about being able to break them down. They're so negative. It may be one of those absolute slogs. Mm. It, no such worries here. The reason I worried about it was because, as you already said, they're indecent they're form <laughs> and beat us home and away last season. Beat us <laughs> home and away. I'm not the only team, of course, to have done that last season, but... We'd, we spoke last week about how they had earned the right for us at least to take it seriously as a, as an opponent, for, mm. for giving them a bit of respect going into this game. But no such respect was given, no quarter given in that game. Well, no, I mean, Mal Malkers, Malkers does try and have Rossers <laughs> playing some football, doesn't he, for time to time? A bit diggers. He does. He's got a few good players there, that Charles Cook. He's, uh, <laughs> Cookers has just won an award. He's, I think he might actually be the top scorer in the league. Mm. So... Uh, he, but we know that Celtic won't take any team lightly right now. We've got one game at a time, as we always say, and that's the manager, even after the game came out, when there was mm. rhyming off stuff to him, he's like, all those statements are correct. He's, <laughs> yeah. not getting, he's not getting drawn into it. And all we could really ask of Celtic was just, to, once we drop points against Hibs, just keep winning until the game against them at Ibrox, yeah. and then we can take that as it is. And now we've got to that point, we've still got a three-point lead intact. We've added to the goal difference as well. Mm. So if we can get out of Ibrox without losing the game, we're looking good for it because again, you're looking at the league table, seven games to go, man. Insane. It is insane. And we're hitting form. I know this is a cliche, Stephen, but we are hitting form at the right time. And some of our players, Gacker's up front, another, <laughs> another hat trick. I'm, I'm starting to look at that team and I'm thinking, Jota... Yakimakis and Maeda all up front. How did how do you fit Kyogo and Jota? How do you fit all four of them into a front three? Yeah, well, bad yeah. does it make me top scorer bad still as well? <laughs> four into three simply does not go. So you've got headaches uh, when when they all come back. But the thing about it's actually difficult. I wish Yakimakis would spread these out a wee bit because mm. it's actually a kind of poddle's curse for a guy to be. In, to, <laughs> God, that wasn't even that wasn't even a deliberate. But it's like, for a guy to be in such good form, it's actually mm. quite difficult to keep talking about a guy. It's back in the remember the the, the days of Kieran Tierney where we yeah. basically had to stop talking about him because we just repeated ourselves yeah. every every week because he was so good. But uh, Yakimakis, I mean, consecutive hat tricks is that's massive. I can't mm. even remember that it's been a source of. Everyone's been wondering about this. Has that ever been done before? Yeah. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. But people can't remember. People were saying, well, Larson must have done it, surely. But mm. I don't think he did. Because I went back and checked the, the Wikipedia, because there is a Wikipedia entries for hat tricks scored right. in Scottish football. And Henrik did score, but I didn't bother diving into any deeper. But the, I think he scored two in a month. Right, but yeah. I don't think they were both at Parkhead. Mm, yeah. So I, I'm not sure if that has been done before. But you said last week, Millie's like an unusual player. He's not like one of these players where he's like oozing quality. I, I, I've admittedly been a fan of him for a long time. Yeah, he did yeah, like say I like him, didn't he? Yeah, he's not like oozing quality, but he just he's throws himself about, he bullies defenders, he gets into positions. And he's very, very effective in the box. No, uh, effective is the main word I'd use for him because like, he's a handful for MD no mm. matter what he's doing, whether it's winning free kicks or even the first goal. Like He's the only player we've got that Celtic can put that sort of ball into the box and hope to get a goal from it. We've not, not had that in a long time, I don't feel, because Odson Edward was 
never that type of player. He no. rarely scored headers for Celtic, but oh, he didn't like it at all. Those no, daft no. crosses, yeah. So Jack and Marcus, he's he's just different. You can put different balls into him because he will Celtic play a lot of the low crosses in and. At the game, I was just thinking about you, Stephen. Like, this is like your wet dream again with the amount of low crosses we're putting in <laughs> here. And even with that, with Jack Amakis, he can throw it in high if you want. And with the first goal we've seen, he's above that defender and just the, the no chance with him. If we put dangerous balls into the guy who's scoring, it's the same with him, Kyogo, and uh, Maeda. When they've all played up front, sometimes they're not involved in the game but they score mm. because Celtic will create the chances and they push the defence right back. They're always on the shoulder. So good to watch. And it was great getting an early goal because I think there probably hasn't, but I feel like there's been a lack of them just to settle us down when when things are going like that. Because it was a big game again. Sun's out. You can get a chance to go six points clear. No mistakes were made by Celtic. We we were at a, a CUNY with Ange Postacoglu. Now, we were asked not to record it. Uh, or, 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 any, or that, yeah. It's one well, for the real heads going back a few yeah, years. We, uh, if the, you know, you know. We were specifically told not to record it because, you know, we got into trouble for this. <laughs> similar before. Where is episode 75? <laughs> you may be asking yourself. Yeah, episode 75. We'll never, we'll never know Celtic. We will never know. It was deleted before anyone could listen to it. Um, but one of the questions that was asked was along the lines of is this low block people camping out four, two banks of five two banks of four whatever it is is this something that's followed Ange about his entire career Stephen and he said yes right. he says look he's used to this um, some of the things that we use to combat it are, are, are well known we've all seen like the ball boys getting the ball out getting the ball in to play as soon as possible but he did single out the early goal he goes and sometimes you're on early goal because it really dismantles these teams um, work, work ethic I was going to say it really dismantles these teams plan and yeah, approach to the yeah. game yeah uh, we, we ask for it all the time I know it's not as simple as that but just saying oh give us an early goal <laughs> yes we're trying uh, I think I think that probably the intention at all times it's, and I have acknowledged this season that it is difficult to do that it's, it, there's a lot of panic about not being able to break teams down and endless talk about low blocks and all that as you've already referred to there but it, these games are hard these games are hard mm. if you don't know how to go about it if you're not patient as well and Celtic are finding ways to do that you're, you're right they're hitting the form at the right time had that dip that wee blip we were talking about very recently where still getting results but had a wee dip in form where we thought no playing that well there was a nothing each draw with Hibs wasn't it and just weren't playing particularly great but we're starting to I think we've been looking like we're going to blow a team away for a, a while yeah. now and that and that really was it could add several more as well. I've said that a few times recently as well. I've come away from a few games thinking really could have blown them away. Could I had it at six or seven against Ross County and I don't think it would have been undeserved, unwarranted. See, um, on Yakimakis before we move away from him, you talk about how, how can you get Kyogo back into the team mm. like this. I, I was having a, th a think about Yakimakis and like talk about systems and I've never really been one for that. He, he plays one certain way yeah. and that's it. He only knows how to play one way. It's because it, it's bollocks. Yeah, it's it. so total bollocks. It's far too literal uh, uh, a reading, an interpretation mm. of the way a team would like to play football, ideally. But Yakimakis, right, uh, he's in such good form just now that he's made that even a question, right? So... Before he's been playing this and scored, I think he's got nine and seven games or something mm -hmm. like that, and he's got two hat-tricks in a row at, at home. He's been playing so well that it has become a consideration now on how to get Kyogo back into the team. You never would have said that. When no. Kyogo get injured, you would never dream of the, this big lump up front, all the things people say about him, that would, would hold on to his place if Kyogo is back fit. But the... Jackie Marcus, I've heard a lot of people still with a few misgivings about him, like mm -hmm. not really 
not really sold on his style of play, his ability. And I, do you know what? I can't even really disagree with that because I think we acknowledged last week that he is quite an unusual player and we're, we've already spoken about it here as well. I've even heard him referred to as he's not all that different to a Yeti. Mm. And I know you will be thinking, right, you're going to say that's a lot of nonsense. But I actually don't think it's all that inaccurate. No. I think he is quite like a Yeti. He's quite a similar physical profile. They're both about six foot, six foot mm. one, both you know, ostensibly central strikers, penalty box strikers. But here's the difference. Yakimakis is doing it. Yeah, he yeah. is actually doing it. And he has made through his hard work and determination and you know, it's just his will to become part of this team. He's made himself undroppable, whereas Ayeti never did that. Oh. Ayeti would scored five goals mm. quite early on and then completely fell away. If this is what Ayeti should be doing, yeah. but he ha he just simply hasn't. Yakimakis has forced a change of tact, a, a change of approach from the Celtic team because he's been so good, which, which again throws out this this business that they can only play one way. The, the other thing about Yakimakis, I know I'm talking for a long time about Yakimakis, mm. but he has the main story of the week. Uh, it's, he is, he's become this really, really important player and he is the archetypal, is the very reason that I think there isn't, there's no such thing as Ange ball, right? Because see, if you think Ange can only play one way and he only needs players that are perfect for the Ange ball system. Mm. And if you think that Kyogo is the embodiment of that, right? Say, for example, you are playing against Livingston and you're struggling with Kyogo up front to break the team down. Do you take Kyogo off and put on another Kyogo clone because he fits the system? Or do you put Yakimakis on? Well, so that's, that's why he's in this squad. We, we play totally differently. And yeah. it's not by accident. It's something that Ange works on. And yeah. as you say, they're completely different. We said that about Albers. He kills his team. Yeah. But when you've got Gakkers up front, yeah, it's, it. <laughs> he, he actually does it and he can manage what the manager yeah. wants him to. But you, when Koyogo's there, we play a completely different way. The, yeah. the way we approach the game, it's, we're not doing so many crosses. We're trying to play the ball at the feet. Koyogo's pulling defences all over the place. And it's sort of these two players alone sort of for me kill the myth of this Ange ball, the, the strict yeah. one-way system that he wants to play. Yeah. And whatever you think about the merits of Yakimakis now or his skill level, and just found a way to get the absolute best out of this player. Now, we could be unfair in saying that. We could be saying, you know, because to suggest that it seems like there's something a bit fluky. Like he's a bit of a blunt instrument. He sort of lacks talent and this great manager has managed to get, you know, some juice out of this lemon that we've got here. But the fact of the matter is he brought a really good scoring record with him. Yeah. So it's it's... It's not that we've got this turkey and we've had to play him and, and we've managed to get something out of him. It's that we've probably had time to look at him. He's probably had time to get used to the team and I just went, right, so this is how I get the best out of this guy. And Yakimakis has went, right, well, this is how I can contribute to the team. Yeah, I think there's something in that. And I think there's a lot in the fact that Celtic create a lot of chances. They yeah. create a lot of chances. The way that we set up with the two wide players means they get the ball a lot. And at the weekend there, the wide players had the ball with a central midfielder over there helping them out. And we had the fullbacks going beyond as well. So the amount of times we overloaded out wide and got balls into the box means if it's Giacomacus, Maeda or Kyogo, they're going to get goal scoring opportunities because Celtic are putting the ball in there. So for that to be a success, Celtic have to do that. But the, at the same time, whether it's Kyogo or Giacomacus, they have to put in the work to get into these mm. positions. And we've seen it, I think we were talking about it last week, like Giacomacus and Maeda get to the front post and get on things. And that's that's no fluke. They're guys mm. that are looking to get into goal scoring positions, whether it's through instinct, whether it's through what they've been told or whether it's just an amalgamation of it all. Celtic are creating chances for these guys, so they're going to score goals. And the fact is that happens, but you can just be happy with that. 
but Maeda, Jota, Forrest, whoever's playing up front, the work rate they all put in is mm. unbelievable. I and mean, if you marry that with the chances, chances Celtic create, it's great to watch because you're looking at Jackie Marcus going, right, supply this guy and he'll score and see if he doesn't, he gives defenders a torrid time. And you get you get the feeling that there's a really distinct style and formation of this team. Like I was watching Rangers um, in Europe midweek and we'll maybe get on to them and how they, they do. But I think the one thing that differs between us and them is that we have got a distinct identity. All of our players are playing as if they are all trying to work towards the same goal. Aberdeen or Aberdeen were probably the worst example of it at Ibrox. I seem like a team that just 11 individuals in the pitch don't really know what they're doing. Whereas all our players, you get the feeling they're all there to do specific things. They all know exactly what the role is. I mean, take Dyson for example. His closing down is absolutely ridiculous, but it's a key to how Celtic play and then he came up and they created the second goal. Yeah, and the, the second one's absolutely brilliant. The first one's across from Jota's a peach and all Jackie Marcus has to do is just bury it. But the second one, it just see... Maida, Maida drops off at the back post, heads it back to his uh, forward partner up there. And the first header's good, cleared off the line. But the second one, when it falls back to him, well, doesn't fall back to him, he makes it come in again. Like, that is great play. That's instinct. It's the willingness to be there and just wanting to score. It was brilliant from Jackie Marcus and Maida as well because Maida out wide, I'm, I wasn't the. I think he's better through the middle, but I mm. thought he was brilliant out wide yeah. at the weekend. Stephen, I just get the feeling that. All of these players that we're discussing today, um, but particularly Yakimakis and Maeda, they're really they're coming into a rich vein of form at a crucial time of the, the season for us. And I know it, we, we say the same things quite a lot about Maeda, but there was like sort of question marks over, you know, is he finally going to yeah. make his stamp on the team? And then you have to remember the guy's been here for like eight weeks. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is, we we've long this season and it's it's that Kyogo's fault. I blame him aye, for aye. it. We've we've thrown out the idea that players need to adapt to new mm. scenarios and new surroundings at all. We basically just expect them to hit the ground running. And it's all it's all that Kyogo and Matt O'Reilly's fault, it's all theirs fault. But Maeda if it kind of falls into the same bracket as Jackie Marcus for me because he's again, as you say, he's another one whose overall ability has been questioned. Everyone talks about, oh, he just works so hard. Look yeah. at him, eyes, oh, but he runs a bit. Some of his skill on in the weekend on Saturday there was unbelievable. He Pace set up, and all. yeah, yeah. He, some of his wee tricks and back heels, he set up Matt O'Reilly for what would have been the goal of the season oh, by easy. an absolute mile and I'm pissed off with Matt because it's, it's, it's <laughs> just on the pitch yeah, man it's not the first time he's done that as well where he has quite tamely passed up an opportunity to score the tapping that would have made the absolute goal of the season but just some of my this play there's been a clip doing the rounds of him chasing somebody down in the 88th minute just an all out sprint chasing down mm. the defender the defender panics and gives it back to the keeper and it's just just absolutely brilliant, but the, his overall ability is great, and he's the the reason I'm comparing him to Yakimakis at the moment is because again he's he's had I was speaking about him in that tone where we're like oh, he's working really hard, but I'm not really sure if he's mm. he's really got it. But I think he's now got to that point where you remember we were talking about Abada a few weeks ago. We're like we're, at this point focusing it. on the negatives is absurd to me because these guys are just <laughs> Maida and Yakimakis at the moment as part of a greater you know a greater whole a, you know the, the team has been playing very well mm. as well yes I did say greater yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of the the greater good the the the, the whole that is the Celtic team the say whole again yes <laughs> say whole more <laughs> <laughs> they form like Voltron and <laughs> But, but the two of them mm. specifically 
are among the main reasons that Celtic are still top of the league. Their goals and performances recently, they've been absolutely terrific. And we're, we're seeing it now, like, this is this is what it should be like because we've seen at the start of the season there was no options or we were just trying to shoehorn players in and play there. And Into hope, a hole, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and get to what, what was January. But now that we've got the front three the other day was Jota, Maeda and Jackie Makis. You're like, fair enough. But mm. see if James Forrest had played. That, that's You're like, fair enough. <laughs> but at the same time, if it was going to be next game, Diogo, Forrest and Abada, you go, ah, fair enough. And that's that's the thing now. We've got all these players and with Forrest come back into form, Abada's been decent all season and Kyogo coming back. You're like, the options we have there are very good. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence is going to be blooming like the flowers upcoming this spring. Time to clear out that winter bush and join four other million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com, use the code TIMS, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. And by using that code, you will also receive two free gifts head on over to manscaped.com use code TIMS for 20% off free shipping and some free gifts that's manscaped.com it's um, one touch finishes is the order of the week though Stephen we forgot to mention it did you know did you know uh, Yakimakis is the majority of Yakimakis' goals have been one touch finishes <laughs> now I'm not just saying that because it is the, the talking point of Scottish sports media and everyone just churns it out all the rage and they're just looking for something to say Stephen we say I, it as well we well I think we might have said it first I think it's probably <laughs> I think it's probably mm. our fault Stephen 
Um, is that remarkable to you? That a penalty box striker, the majority of his finishes well, are one touches? Just before I got here to my work, to the mm. studio, I watched a bit of sports scene and again, James McFadden said, I think uh, all of his goals have been one touch finishes. And I remember the, the second one, there was a bit of contention on Twitter as to whether that still counts as one touch because mm. he headed it and the, the defender headed it back out and he turned it into the bottom corner, which okay. was a great header, by the way. There was a bit of contention. Is that still a first touch? And I'm like, right, is this even a thing? I'm like, I watch, I've heard about eight people saying it, including me, now that all of his goals are one-touch finish. And I'm thinking, aren't almost all goals one-touch finishes? So I went back and watched all of Kyogo's goals. I think, was he like about 18 or something like that? Mm. And I think all but two of them were one-touch <laughs> finishes. I'm like, I think that's just what strikers do. Yeah. I don't think there's anything remarkable about it at all. Particularly in the nature of Celtic's play with yeah. cutbacks and crosses <laughs> and through balls and we're just putting things uh, on plates for if, people to finish. If anything, it would be bizarre for... I, think, I remember that, that goal Kyogo scored in Europe where Abada slipped into him and he took the wee roll and the keeper dived mm. and he rolled it into the bottom corner. That was remarkable because he did that. So I think it'd be unusual for a, a striker to take multiple touches in the box and still have time to finish it. So yeah, that has caught on, but I, it's, it's not a criticism of him. But I just it's I've just not as remarkable point. a fact as, as <laughs> some people so, no. might uh, some people might think. Lads, all these forward options, set piece specialists again, boys. Another goal for a set piece. I think what we a couple of weeks ago we were on the podcast and you'd said Melly that something like Man U hadn't scored and it's some hundred odd set pieces or whatever like that sort of thing. Because it was, it was again, it was on these talking points. Oh, it's been ages since Celtic have scored from a set piece. Is that two and two games, three and three games? Oh, I don't know if it's three and three or three and four, but it's pretty good going, good going these days. And that's the sort of thing like Jack and Marcus gives us as well. But again, Maeda just getting away from the marker and getting in at the back post again. It was a quite unusual finish. And see when he's down celebrating, it's like. That, that's what kind of happens to him doesn't it he just does that celebration he ends up in the deck with his hands in there and once that one went in you're like 3-0 first half still going like mm. oh Malky you're on a one here but things get bad to, went from bad to worse it for was him. going to be a long long afternoon for us going to take that point I felt people only care when Celtic are rubbish at set pieces though yeah. people don't want to hear it if we're scoring <laughs> the odd one because at, at all times it's like oh Celtic are rubbish at set pieces we concede loads we never score for them rubbish 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 and then we score and it's like aye but uh, it's like that weird record it's like the European away record this European away record 14 years and then you win one then nobody talks about it they just let it tot up again they've always got one eye on it you know <laughs> so if we go 8 games or 7 set pieces without scoring again it'll crop back up that's how these things work yeah but yeah, yeah another uh, unusual goal from my mm. but right place right time I, we spoke about it right a, a habit of it yeah a number yeah. of times now he's just popping up in the right areas to, to get goals and you know, how can we fault that? Our attacking players are just arriving in great areas. And as I, as I said about the, that second header from Yakimakis, like it's not an easy finish to take no. as well. It might have just been like a, a header from the, the dead centre of the goal. But what you often hear people talking about with headers is that his crosses are so good that he didn't have to generate any of the power himself. All he, did, all he had to do was direct it. But that ball came straight at That's his head. He, I basically <laughs> had to send it back the way it came from, from a... I, not, it wasn't even a standing start his weight was going away from goal because he'd already had the first chance is that you saying we can't deny Maeda anymore then? yeah I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think we can I'll, I'll lump them into the same bracket a minute ago right. if I wasn't clear about that, that I'm putting them both in the Abada in the same hole there's only one thing I would say and that is we, we need to be careful because we do this quite a lot on this podcast we go oh god this is brilliant he's brilliant that's brilliant then we come up a tough opponent and we go did we just overestimate how good the, the team were? And we've got a couple of tough games coming up. So all I'm going to say is, I just hope that these guys, that this is this is good form. This is the real deal. This is the real good form. Um, and I, I'm no doubting it. I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm just, 
I'm, I'm shitting myself <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. it is the business end of the season mm-hmm. and I'm very very worried um, oh god I need to keep, I need to do more um, caveating here right so <laughs> right. I'm not worried that we're going to lose the league right I'm just I'm just nervous I'm a nervous Nelly about yeah. the whole thing with good reason it's a, it's a title race for the first time in a very very long time so yeah we're not used to this at all so yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting carried away. All the caveats you want. The, the good thing about the good thing about us though is that we're doing our own work, and we did get a penalty in this game. Didn't make a dent. No, <laughs> the, the, the first one before we talk about that mm. one. The first one was outrageous. That handball. Oh. The handball in the first half was insane. <laughs> like, I, it, I don't know what the decision process was. This as well. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the moment where Jota mm-hmm. tries a cross. One of these weak in a week try uh, clipped crosses that he tries with a very little back lift. And somebody, somebody stuck their hand out and stopped it. And Don Robertson. He's awful. Yeah, <laughs> this is not the first time we've spoken about Don Robertson in this podcast. I don't know what he meant, but his body language after that was that it was almost like he was given he's given advantage from a penalty. So <laughs> the, guy, the guy handballs it and it falls to a Celtic player. I can't remember who. And it was almost as if he said, "Well, what do you want? You've still got the ball. Why, why do you want a penalty?" <laughs> Absolutely insane. The most the clearest handball you'll ever see. And we spoke about this handball thing a couple of weeks ago, where I said, "Look." I know it's tricky for refs because most of these handballs are in different circumstances. Their bodies are in different places. There was that one where a guy was lying in the ground and mm, I thought, yeah. right, he's not meant that. But I think it's gotten to the point now where referees are just making up their own rules when it comes to handballs. That's it. And that's been my point about VAR, right? The, the issue with Scottish referees isn't that they need a second look at it or that they're unfit or that you know they want to be celebrities. The issue with <laughs> Scottish referees is... That they, they just seem to not know the rules. They can't run, watch the game, and remember the rule book all at once. <laughs> yeah. So they can only do two of those three things. So just giving them another look at it would not necessarily end up in the right result because as we saw, was it last week? With the the, the Yakimakis handball and the the assist to Maeda, where it shouldn't have been oh, shot. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't yeah. have been shot. Like it's just complete controversial rules. But Don Robertson, the thing for me that annoyed me about that game was he was doing the thing where he lets the opposition have a yellow card or a red card oh. tackle on a Celtic player and just give them a talking to. Mm. And you think to yourself, do you know why? There's a, there was one or two in that game where you're thinking, this is precisely why yellow cards exist. Yeah. For tackles exactly like that. And then the boy ended up fouling Roderick. Roderick had to go off and he gets a red card. And I, I don't often agree with the commentators, but I think the observation is right that if he got booked for that first tackle, he would not have allowed himself to do another one in the game. But it's this, it's like sympathy refereeing. It's, it is. It's, if I send you off, it ruins the game for you. So can he do it? But the net result is they got a guy sent off anyway and a Celtic player's injured. And it goes back to, I know you're waiting to come in, Melly, but it goes back to what Anne said earlier in the season. A question we asked him at a press conference was, should the referees offer protection to the players? And he says that's exactly why they're there. Yeah. Exactly. If the, um, Ramsey had been booked for the, the first challenge and again... Don't know what the ref's thinking. Oh, it's too early. Oh, they're already a couple of goals down. Maybe it'll make it worse. But if he doesn't do that, it doesn't give him the license to fly in on Rogic's lap. And look, he takes all the ball with Rogic, but it's an it's reckless again, mm. man. He flies through the guy, and lucky Rogic sort of sees it coming and lifts his leg because it, it could have been a lot worse for the guy. And he, look, Rogic had to try to play on, but was it wasn't to happen for him. But again, it's just the effort. You had to done your job in the first place. You wouldn't have had to bring out the red card. And this guy, he was astounded that he'd been red carded. And I'm like, <laughs> but, sh- but surely you've been playing here long enough to know that these things happen because 
You're not allowed to do it. There's a, a school of thought in sort of comedic UFC commentary, not the actual commentators, but people who talk about the sport, that if you're, you may as well fool. So if you, say, for example, poke someone in the eye, you're probably only going to get a warning for it mm. and you've probably half-blinded the guy in the course of this fight, so you may as well do it because you're not going to get disqualified the first time. Yeah. You're probably going to get a warning for it. May as well do it. So maybe that's basically what Malky Mackay has <laughs> sent him out to do. Listen, just go flying in because no way is Don Robertson going to send you off for that. See, the first one, I, I it was a his dictionary definition yellow card, right? Mm. You should have been booked for that. I don't think it was any more than that because no, I, no. I think you do, uh, there was people saying like, it, was, it was a straight red, but I think you do still have to leave room for a category that is just a bad tackle. Now, I'm not saying you need to let them happen. Mm. You need to allow them to exist, if you know what I mean, if that, if that makes any sense. There, there is a category in between yellow card yes. and red card that's just, he's just made a mess of that tackle. I, I did wonder that when I watched the, the game back, Ramsey was it? Yeah. He got sent off, right? He there was a moment before he got sent off where he made a really timely block on a Hatate cross. So Hatate got in behind and he was on the goal line making his way towards goal and Ramsey got back and blocked him. I thought is no with the benefit of the fact that I knew what was coming, I was like, is his confidence up? Is he got mm. a wee rush of blood to the head from that? Because he made a, a really big timely intervention for maybe. his team and then two minutes later he's gone through Rogic just maybe maybe the adrenaline's gone Ange doesn't ever talk about refereeing decisions and again at this Q&A we do but yeah we do, we <laughs> we do. Sure someone needs we to we have to I know it, it goes, we don't want to though no, that's the thing Ange is completely different he takes a completely different approach he's he just wants to go on with the game and that's fair enough and that's admirable when he says look they're obsessed with refereeing decisions in this country yeah. and, and to an extent we are but that is because I genuinely believe that they're holding the game back a lot of the time and it's mostly because the refereeing decisions in this game do often quite have a material impact on the outcome of a game quite often they do or like in the, the Celtic game they, we've, we've got Tom Rogic injured and somebody's had to go off as part of it you were saying Melly something to do with like I saw Rangers got a penalty now you corrected me Stephen off air I'd sort of said I feel like Rangers get a penalty every fortnight I feel like that <laughs> wee graphic comes up yeah. on Twitter penalty to Rangers every couple of weeks and I think they've only had seven in the league this season but interestingly Melly what was it You'd, all of Celtic's penalties have come from when we are drawn or winning you know better than me well it's a tweet it's not, not my info <laughs> I've seen a tweet earlier somebody put it in the group chat but Every penalty Celtic have had, they've either been winning or level and through getting the penalty, it hasn't it hasn't resulted in Celtic getting any more points than they would already got in the game. Mm. Like the Giacomacus one, we were drawn, we got the penalty, missed it. We didn't gain anything mm. from it. That's his fault for missing. But Rangers have had seven penalties now, but this was before yesterday's game. And every penalty they've had, they've either been level or trailing <laughs> in every game. And as a result of these penalties, they have got 13 more points than they would. And Celtic have got no more points than they would through penalties. So, well, no, that's wrong, actually. So, because that wasn't including yesterday's game. Mm. So it'll be, what, 15 points, yeah. maybe? So, so citation needed on that. But <laughs> yeah. it's just an interesting little tidbit to to consider. Um, but... There is the thing that gets me is I'm I'm always nervous when the the league is is coming. Is it officially down to a wire, Stephen? Would you say this is a wire? It's down to. 
Uh, there's a wire on the horizon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that well-known phrase. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and we've got big games against Rangers. Every game's going to be big. Yeah. And these marginal refereeing decisions sometimes I mean that penalty they got the Morelos one they got yesterday. I've no That's that, the worst actually, of the no. lot, and it, that Clear. is the worst of the I lot. I have never seen a penalty. Now, maybe by the, the book or by the definition, whatever, apparently some referee on Bobby, Bobby had a new uh, beard. Yeah. Without, he had it all done with yeah. a Turkish <laughs> burger or something. It's a Hollywood <laughs> Hogan. Uh, <laughs> 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 But some ex referees on Sky Sports saying it was definitely a penalty. What? I have never seen it like it. And it's like the defender was in front of him, Stephen, and in front of Morelos and reached back and pulled Morelos's shirt from <laughs> right, behind or right. something. Anyway, Rangers, Rangers got a penalty. The reason I bring it up is is because these referees every week we end up talking about them and it's because they're brought in. If you're going to moan about a ref, you might as well do it after you've won a game. Yep. It's tedious. It really, really is. But something needs done about it. I don't know what because we've already had the discussion about making them full time and all that as well. But what I think we need to do. If we're ever going to do that, if we're ever going to make them full-time, we need to purge the current lot because yes. making them full-time is going to achieve absolutely nothing. <laughs> hey, Bobby Madden want uh, an extra 30 grand a year. We need, to, we need to make it appealing for people to actually want to go and be good at a referee. Mm. Like, I don't know what kind of mindset that is. It's sure as shit, isn't it, me? I wouldn't want to referee for a, like, Never. for twice what they're getting just now. But we need to encourage... I don't know, how do we create an environment where people think, do you know what, I want to change the game for the better, I want to get into refereeing and I want to be good, I want to be better than what's gone before. How do we create that environment? Because we absolutely need it. Do you, do you think the we bar's need to... low, but so it's surely... <laughs> that, yeah. Do you think we just need to be a wee bit more compassionate towards the refs? Do you think we need to hug hug the refs? <laughs> hug a ref. <laughs> hug a refi. <laughs> the campaign starts here. Uh, instead of coming on this podcast every week and slaughtering them for being terrible at their jobs, have a wee bit of compassion, a wee bit of empathy and ask, you know, how can we help you be better at your job? You know, is that what we need to do? Hey, referees, hey, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. That's what we do for a living instead of being referees. Uh, so you can sign up to patreon.com, support this wonderful podcast, get lots and lots of wonderful extra content. Um, it starts at about £2.50 per month, business end of the season. Lots of pre and post match coverage, lots of great Celtic features coming up, videos, writing, podcasts, us three in this room. It's all done by Celtic fans. It's how we cover the games. Patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. And just to confirm that that wink I just gave the camera is available as an NFT if you want to purchase that. <laughs> Getting into that game as well. NFT doesn't have to be like a chimpanzee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. So we, we can we can work. We, we can yeah. work. We can ask John Terry. <laughs> <laughs> um Rangers in Europe. Now the reason I bring that up is because I am of the belief with all these games coming up. Uh as we've discussed, other games against Rangers, very big match. We've got three very big games against Rangers in the next couple of weeks. Um, I am of the opinion that I, I don't really think Rangers are going to win the Europa League. So the further they get in the tournament, the sh- the the more minutes put into their thin squad, the better for me. I think it harms them. And I think after European games, which saw it against Dundee there, they didn't have the cleanest of victories mm. against Dundee. So I am I'm happy to see Rangers progress in this European in the Europa League. Purely because Martin Melly, I, I think it's going to harm them domestically. We're going to end up extending the season again. Is oh, that right? Or not, rather. No, we didn't that. do it last time, <laughs> remember? Uh, Thursday night was just a fragment of your imagination. <laughs> uh, nah, I, I don't want to see them doing well at all because the way I am. But when I l- looked at the draw on, was it Friday? I seen the teams that were in, I was like, don't get Braga, man. That's probably the easiest one for them. And that's the team they got. But all the teams in there should be decent now. I get what you're saying, like minutes in the legs is probably going to do it, but it just doesn't seem like 
it's having that much of an effect right now in the, the games. They do have a game before they play us in the cup game, so hopefully it does start to have an effect because I think they've got like, St Mirren next away from home and then it's into the... Well, after the game against us even yeah. so it's not as if they've got difficult games until after the split and they might be out of Europe they might still be in it by then but they get through this Braga tie that semi-finals and that's too close for me They've I need somebody to put them out some big teams in there they've got Atalanta or Leipzig next is that yeah, their yeah. potential yeah. opponents Stephen how do you feel about the Rangers do you, do you think that argument of the more time they spend in European competition the, the, the better it is for our chances of winning the league yeah uh, I've thought that for a while now I thought I'd never expected them um, to get past Dortmund but I thought that before that mm. it's a kind of win-win for, for Celtic If you, I, I completely agree with Mel I don't want to see them do well at anything now mm. I'm, I'm just that that wild that yeah, just that bill 100% petty <laughs> yeah. 100% I'll cop to that uh, I don't want to see them do well I, I, I don't want to see them win anything but there is a part of me that thinks you know the more games the better really mm. because Still get the we've got the same amount of league games left, but so they don't have any other distractions exactly. outside of the cups and stuff like that, or the cup rather. So yeah, that's how I'm choosing to look at it. Whether they get confidence or potentially demoralised from a, a, a heavy defeat and they go and smash up a city, uh, could, could, could derail their could derail their season a little bit as well. Who knows? Many 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 twists to come. Hopefully, but nah. I, I think it is probably quite good that they're going I to be travelling. I, I know, I'm not being, I'm genuinely not being obtuse when I say this, right? Maybe I just, at the back of my mind, I'm like, well, they're not going to win the thing, right? So all, all, all my, my opinions are based or pre-medicated, pre-medicated? <laughs> pre-medicated, mm. yeah. <laughs> Predicated on that, that they're not going to win. So I, beyond them winning it, I really couldn't give a crap what happens to no. them, you know what I mean? So get more games and I think they, they do kind of struggle with the Euro hangover. I think we are benefiting now from having more time on the training pitch as well, which is something that we've never had. Yeah, well, um, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think mm. we are. We've already spoken about how we've, we're hitting hitting our straps at just mm. the right right time here. But I don't think it's a coincidence that we've got a little bit more preparation. We've never had this. I mean, we'd, mm. we felt like about six months between games, really, when we came back for that first game a couple of weeks ago. So I don't think it's. I, I don't think that should be dismissed. The amount of time that we're getting to actually prepare, getting players back, of That's course, it. getting important Kyogo players back. Yeah, back very soon. Yeah, probably yeah, might even be back for the Rangers game. Yep, yeah, Turnbull uh, made an appearance as well. Great to see him back yep. because I think he's a huge player for Celtic. It's maybe the rated. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's playing every game earlier in the season. So yeah, we're getting things are going well for Celtic. So long may it continue. The the pleasing thing at the weekend there's loads of pleasing things, obviously. Mm. But the, again, we just didn't look like we could see a chance, never no, mind a yeah. goal again. And when we've got that at the back and we're so solid, I mean, Joe Hart's, I think he just kind of looks for something to do after a while because he's got nothing to do. And then when you see all the forward players, you're like, maybe this week in between games or about five or six days we had last week is benefiting. Like, Dundee United are a good team, went away there, beat them handily. Ross County, another team doing well in the league, beat them 4-0, 3-0 up, and within what mm. half an hour, 35 minutes, then they get a guy sent off. The, the sending off kind of didn't ruin the game, but impacted the game because 3-0 at half time, down to 10 men, Celtic can take the foot off the gas, bring on guys like Turnbull, and that it was yeah. good to see him back. So it's just good to see that at the back, we're so, so solid. And that's the thing, because I know we can score goals, but going into this game at Ibrox, that's the thing that's pleasing me the most because we all, we all hear about Celtic's dodgy defence from 
pundits and all that but if you look at the record there's no way you can say that we are so so sold at the back Stephen. we're about to wrap up you have 21 seconds <laughs> yeah. I, I was I, I didn't have one so I didn't take it there uh, but I was desperately trying to I was trying to get Romeo Dunn in there as well. uh, it's, it's, we're all we're like, the, we're like the front three here because when he makes it right I'll immediately clock you I give you the eyes and I see you making we, the run we start shifting in our uh, seats a wee bit you, che- you checked your run and I thought Stephen's not ready I'll take it on <laughs> Yeah, the vision, yeah, your vision. We we side eye there. We all start. You can tell who's got a joke because a face starts going red. We're quite subtle friend. about it, but off camera, Melly's like a, one, a dog at the window waiting for an owner to come back. <laughs> oh, Melly, you got okay. Melly's got a pun. <laughs> You're clicking your fingers in the back. <laughs> right, where on earth were we there? So, so we're basically solid. wrapping up. Well, to be honest. I think we should all give ourselves a pat in the back for making it through 40 odd minutes of this podcast with only one match to talk about um, yeah. there is another flagship before the Rangers game obviously in a national break we'll do a flagship we will also have live match build up on Patreon live reaction on Patreon and a reaction podcast all the up and coming Rangers game as well as some special bits of video content that have been out this week and will be coming out so full fan led coverage of the Rangers game Going into a massive, massive period for the old hoop sleds. Mm. Well, massive. It's going to be. This going season's to be huge. flown in, hasn't it? It's absolutely flown in. In some ways, it has. It, it really has. Overall, I think it's absolutely flown in. But then when I was, as I say, I went back and watched Kyogo's goals just for just so I could be snide about something people were saying. Um, <laughs> Not like pure, you. Purely, <laughs> my motivations were were laid laid bare there. Uh, when I went back and watched that, remember his goal against was a. Uh, what was the Alkmaar? Mm. Alkmaar? It feels like uh, years ago. It feels like absolutely uh, years ago. I just want us to take a minute because, you know, this might be the last happy podcast we've got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. As well, we've got, we're all happy here. Everybody's going in on form and then you're just thinking, we're all the way in international duty, yeah. man. That's not treated as well so far this season. We've had lots of players come back injured and guys like Matt O'Reilly and Jackie Marcus getting call-ups to them and they don't usually get them. It's what happens when you're playing well and doing so well players will get rewarded less, but just come back come back safely lads I was thinking about that as well and I know Ange's a bit more a bit more diplomatic about this well he's, he's he's very open about being very positive in the main about international football because he, he comes from there he was mm. he was an international manager famously so I, I was thinking about this and it was like right we always panic when our players go away for international because we do get those injuries and we've got players who travel really far. Japanese players, Tom Rogic is away all the time. Australian. I was thinking, right, I there is that, but at the same time, we've got really good players there. And mm. if you don't want that, don't sign Japanese well, players. And if yeah. you're going to sign Japanese players, don't sign ones that are good enough for the Japan team. So we, we do see the benefits of this Luckily, as well. just before recording, I did see a tweet. I think Maeda's pulled out. Yeah. He's, he's pulled yeah. out. Uh, Furuhashi's obviously not travelled yeah. because he's he's coming back to fitness. So this is it. I feel like this, is, I feel like this episode's a bit like Cam Before the Storm. I think oh, every I... single yeah. flagship podcast after this is going to be a biggie. Um, so... Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of 20 Minute Tims. Thank you so much. If you've been watching on YouTube, please subscribe, leave a comment below. Um, If you listen on podcast apps, please leave us a review. But most of all, thank you for listening and watching. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 